want to increase your conversion rate and get more sales from the traffic that you already have, listen in today. I'm going to share three things that have a direct effect on your conversion rate. These are super important. Every store owner should know these three things, but here's what's shocking. It's that nobody talks about them. So buckle up, I'm gonna head on into the inside. I'll meet you there and we'll get straight to it. Welcome to the Roadmap to 50K on Shopify. Each week, we'll take you behind the scenes of real stores where you're going to learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce business. So buckle up. Welcome your host and Shopify expert, Susan Bradley. Hey there, welcome back. So let's just dive right in and talk about conversion rates. So the first thing I want to make sure you're clear on is what is your conversion rate? And I want you to think about it like this. There is a big pool of people that will visit your website on any given day. They're creating sessions on your website and that's what we call traffic. And so let's say that a thousand people uh, visited your website on any given day. Your conversion rate is calculated by the number of those people that actually purchased. And so it's a percentage of that uh, big population of people. That's, that's your conversion rate, the percentage of those people that actually bought. Now it's super important because it dictates your results. And I wanna dial it back a, a little bit for a minute and, and just remind everyone that when it comes to sales, when you're at the stage where you, uh, you don't have any sales or you don't have enough sales, generally what I see is it's a traffic problem. And I talked about that in last week's uh, podcast episode. So I want you to make sure that you solve your traffic problem first and then address your conversion uh, problem because all the work you'll do to uh, create a better, increase your conversion rate, if you don't have traffic, it's not going to matter. You can't get eyeballs on your product. It doesn't matter what you do. So traffic is first, but then we want to talk about your conversion rate. And here's why it's so important. So I want you to think about this. Let's say you had 10,000 people to your website and you had a 1% conversion rate, which is really average and normal in our business. So that would mean that you got 100 orders, 10,000 web visitors, 100 orders. But what if you could change that conversion rate to 2%? What if you could double it? You could send the same amount of traffic, 10,000 visitors to your site, but if you had a 2% conversion rate, you'd get 200 orders. Or if you had a 2.5% conversion rate, you'd get 250 orders. And the beauty of this is, is that you're getting sales without necessarily having to spend more money on sending more traffic to your website. And so it's really important that once you've got that traffic issue solved, that you turn your attention to your conversion rate. Now, when we talk about the things that affect your conversion rate, the things that affect uh, whether people buy or not. There is this, uh, there is this funnel that, and it's really just a series of actions that people have to take before they complete a purchase. And what I want to do is share with you what's normal and what to look for so that you can actually take that information and go look at yours. 
Now, if you have Shopify, you'll be able to see this on your, if you go to analytics, if you go to your dashboard, you'll be able to see this. Whenever you're looking at this kind of data, you want to filter for a long period of time. You want to look at it for a good 90 days, not just a few days, because you want to see the trend over time. And so what this conversion funnel is, is really just three actions. And so the first action is people adding a product to their cart. It's called an add to cart. The second step on that funnel is for people to go ahead, click through to the checkout and start filling out their information. So the second step in that conversion funnel. And then of course, the third step in that conversion funnel is that they actually click complete order and they complete their purchase. Now, here's what you need to know when you are focused on your conversion rate. The first thing is, if you are not getting the sales that you want, even though you are sending enough traffic to your site, I want you to start sorting out your conversion problem by looking at the percentage of people who add to cart. What is the percentage of all the people that come to my site that actually add to cart? Now, if you have Shopify, you can find this right on your dashboard. If you don't, you can find it in Google Analytics under e-commerce. If you look to e-commerce and you uh, look at uh, shopping behavior, you'll be able to find this. And so here's what's really interesting about Add to Cart. I am a firm believer that Add to Cart is almost always a function of the quality of the traffic. It says a lot about the quality of the traffic that you're sending to your site. And particularly when you're new and you're just starting to figure this out, you're probably not sending the best quality traffic and that's okay. We're going to talk about how you can improve that traffic, but, but really it's a function of the quality. And so if your add to cart rate is really low, that's a bit of an indication that there's a problem either with the traffic, there could be a problem with your site. Like maybe there's a pop-up that won't close, but it's almost always traffic. And so what you really want to see in this add to cart, and you're going to be shocked by how big this is, but if you want a, a 2% overall conversion rate, really what you want to see is an 8% add to cart rate. You want to see about 8% of your traffic adding a product to cart. And that's a lot higher than people think it should be because ultimately you're going to end up with a 2% conversion rate, very likely but you need 8% of the people to add to cart. So I want you to take a look at yours over the last 90 days. Now, the next step of this conversion funnel is people uh, moving forward and clicking go to checkout, and then they fill in their information, their credit card. And many times I hear people asking about abandoned carts and and they think those are abandoned carts and so not really an abandoned cart until they filled out all their information and you can send them an email but many many people think that they have a huge leak uh in their conversion funnel at this stage and because so many people have dropped out off so let's use the example of a thousand people eight percent uh, add to cart so you've got 80 people who have added to cart and what is normal? Because I want you to listen to this because it's going to shock you. But here's what's normal. It's completely normal for half of those 80 people not to go any further, to just drop off. 
So it's completely normal. Doesn't mean there's anything wrong with your site. That is just people's buying behavior. And so if you had 80 people that added to cart, and that was 8% of your traffic, when people get to the next step, which is reach checkout, it's completely normal for you to only have 40 people left. And that would go down to 4% of all your traffic. Now, (laughs) there's one more step, right? They still have to push buy at the end. And so what I want you to remember is if uh, if you want that 2% conversion rate, when you get to reach checkout, you really want that, that number to be 4% because it's going to fall off by half again. Crazy, but true. So it's really, really normal from people like going and starting to fill out their information and then completing the purchase. It's really normal for half of them to just disappear and not complete their purchase. So if you see that in your store, you know that that's normal and it's really a numbers game. But what happens is that if you had 4% on completed purchase or on uh, reach checkout, it's very likely that you'll have a 2% conversion rate and that's really normal. So I want you to get that in your mind first, that if you have numbers that are similar to that, that you're not doing anything wrong. It's really the way it is. But what if your drop-off is more than half at every stage? What if your drop-off is more? You know, from add to cart to reach checkout, if your drop-off is more than half, it's often because they're looking for some information that they can't find on the product page. They're looking for how to get a customization, like maybe you uh, embroider for them, or maybe you frame for them, or maybe you create art out of what their photographs are. It's generally because they're looking for more information for customization, or they're looking for cost of shipping, but they're generally looking for something. And so if you see a bigger than half drop off between say you had 100 people who added to cart and only 20 uh, completed reached checkout, you know that there's something that they're missing. And so you want to go back and look at your product pages. Now, the next thing is, what if they reached checkout, but they didn't buy? What if that number is off by half? Then you have to think about things like, hmm, did they think they were getting a discount? and now they don't have a discount code? Or did they think they were going to be able to stack a couple of discounts? Or was shipping more than they wanted to pay? Or did they not expect to have to pay tax? Like, what is it that made them uh, say, oh, I'm not going to just click buy right now? I mean, it could be as simple as they, um, you know, they are still thinking about it and they're, you know, going to visit their cart a few times, but it could be something that has an impact on their decision making. So when you think about this and remember so many people are on a phone, when you think about this, you want, you might want to consider automatic discount codes rather than them, them having to put one in. Um, and the other thing you might consider is an in-cart pop-up that allows them in the cart to get a discount on their order. Uh, but, but what I want you to do is think about, okay, what is stopping these people if your drop-off is more than half? And how could I rectify that? And the other thing that is really important for you to do is run through the checkout process yourself both on mobile and on desktop. And if you have friends with different kinds of phones, I would even get them 
to test it on their phone. Test your checkout process. Now, I'm going to tell you, really, there's one thing above all other things that is going to get your conversion funnel performing really well. I'm going to tell you that thing uh, when we wrap this up, because if you only take away one thing from this whole episode, that's the thing. So make sure you stay till the end and, and get that one thing, because that will be the thing that has the biggest effect on your conversion funnel. But before we do that, I just want to talk a little bit about mobile versus desktop experiences. Now, when I owned WeSqueak, way back in late 2016, early 2017, I noticed that my mobile traffic, the people who were visiting my site on a phone, was really starting to climb significantly. I still remember when I first started paying attention to this, it was 67% of my traffic to my site was from a mobile device. And every month it was creeping up a little bit. I mean, ultimately it was way over 80%, but it was just creeping, creeping, creeping. Now here's why that is so important. It was important then, it's still important now. What I knew was that I had a big gap between my conversion rate if people were using a phone and my conversion rate if they were using uh, their desktop or laptop. And in fact, if somebody was shopping my site on a mobile device, the conversion rate was less than half of the conversion rate if somebody was shopping my site on a laptop or a desktop. It was less than half. That's not good at all. And what I knew was if my mobile traffic kept on climbing and I didn't find a way to close the gap in that conversion rate, I was going to have to drive a lot more traffic just to keep my sales the same. And that like that wasn't appealing at all. And so for me, the solution was uh, we were ready for a new site anyway. We designed a new site, but instead of the traditional way of designing a site, I still had it done by an agency, but they designed it on an iPhone. Every time we looked at it, I couldn't look at the desktop version. I had to look at it on a phone and talk about the suggestions that I wanted. And it's incredibly powerful because what I knew was that was the way most of my customers were looking at my site. And so when I look at it on a desktop, I was having a completely different experience than they were. And what it meant at the end of the day was it meant that I actually simplified my navigation. I streamlined it so there were fewer clicks for people to get to where they were going. And I actually even eliminated things that are sometimes a bit tricky on a phone, like a drop-down menu. We went to radio buttons to choose sizes instead of a drop-down. And we really went for, um, you know, I would love to tell you it was the be- you know beautiful website, but it wasn't. But, but we really went for function over the way it looked. And the result was actually just amazing. My When we launched that new site, my mobile conversion rate started to climb hard and fast, and it climbed up until it was almost the same as my desktop conversion rate. And so that was worth every minute we spent building that site because I didn't have to go out and find more traffic. I didn't have to, like, you know, do any fancy promotions. All I had to do was make the experience of 
uh, for someone who shopped on a phone, make it just as good as the experience uh, someone would have when they were on their desktop. And so it was actually a simple fix. But what I know time and time again, when I start to work with someone, is they have no clue. And in 2021, as I'm recording this, I'm still seeing these huge gaps between uh, mobile experience and desktop experience. But what I'm not seeing is uh, anybody, almost anybody who would have a a mobile traffic rate of 67%. Most people have a mobile traffic rate of in the 80s. And so it makes it harder and harder to uh, get conversion if they're not having a great experience. And so here's your job with this. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go and check yours. And it's super simple to do. You're going to go into Google Analytics and you're going to look at audience, then go to overview, then click on the drop down that says mobile, and then click overview. And again, you want to filter a period of time, at least 90 days. And that report you get is going to show you everything. It's going to show you how much time people spend on your site, whether they're on a device or they're on a desktop, uh, how many pages they look at, what the bounce rate is, and what the conversion rate is. And that's where you need to start. If you have a conversion rate problem, that's the best place to start. And if you've got a gap like that, you have to start looking at every single thing you do through the lens of somebody who's shopping your site on a phone. Because the, the barriers to them converting will become super evident to you. And you'll be able to correct that. It's interesting, you know, when we built SockDoggo, again, not a visually beautiful site on desktop, but when we built it, we built it for mobile. And, you know, at SockDoggo, even though my conversion rate is, you know, I'm not that excited about it, but my mobile conversion rate is actually higher than my desktop conversion rate. Really interesting, right? It's higher. And so it's so important that you take the time, stop what you're doing, go look at that and see if you have a problem because that's a super leaky bucket that is actually pretty easily fixed. So I want you to do that. Now, let's talk about that one thing. That one thing over all other things that's going to help you increase your conversion rate. And it's this. You might have even heard me say it before, but maybe you need to hear it again. It is that your job is to bring more web visitors back to your site for a second or a third or a fourth visit. In almost every store that I see, and I see the back end of a lot of stores, there is a huge difference between the conversion rate of a first-time visitor and the conversion rate of a multi-session visitor. So multi-session visitors look at more pages, they spend more time on your site, and they convert at double or more than double than the first-time visitors do. And I would suggest to you that if you don't see that on your site, it's because you have a huge opportunity and you're just simply not driving enough returning visitors to even see that. But even in my little store in SockDoggo, my new visitor conversion rate for this year to date is 0.83, still below 1%, but my returning visitor rate, conversion rate is 1.62, it's double. And so I see this consistently time and time again. 
And so if you didn't do all the things, but you woke up every morning trying to figure out how you can get more people back to your site and hint, email and SMS are great ways. If you spent time on that, I promise you, your sales are going to go up and your conversion rate is going to go up. So the way you see this is in Google Analytics again, and you're just going to go to audience, overview, and then behavior. And then there's a drop down and it'll say new versus returning. And I want you to look at that. And again, grab at least 90 days worth of data and take a look at yours. Because what I'm going to share with you is if you want more sales, focus on getting more people back to your site. You need that those 3,000 visit, web visitors a month, but before you run out and get 5,000 or 7,000 or 10,000, do the work to get that conversion rate up. So do the work to uh, get, I'd say, 30% of your web visitors to be returning web visitors. So let's wrap it up and talk about your next steps. So the first thing you're going to do is you are going to check your conversion funnel. And the three steps in your conversion funnel are add to cart, reach checkout, and complete a purchase. And what you're looking for is no more than half dropping off all the way. So if you had 100 add to cart, you want to see 50 or more uh, reach checkout. If you see 20, you know there's a problem there. If you have uh, 50 reach checkout, you want to see 25 purchases. If you only see five, 50 people reach checkout and you only see five purchases, you know there's a problem between the checkout, what they're experiencing, and completing their purchase. And that's where you look to solve that problem. So that's number one, your conversion funnel. The second thing is get into Google Analytics and look at your mobile conversion rate versus your desktop conversion rate. And if you there's a big gap, and so a gap would be, I would say, any more than 0.25 of a percentage point is a big gap. You need to do the things that you can do to make the mobile experience better. Even if it doesn't look so good on desktop, your customers are coming to you on mobile. So go have a look at that. And then the last thing is stay in Google Analytics, and I want you to check your uh, your behavior report for new web visitors versus returning web visitors. I want you to see the difference, you know, of what the conversion rate is and what the behavior on your site is. And I want you to cement it in your mind so that you know that even if I only have 3,000 web visitors, I'm going to get more sales faster if I focus on getting them back than if I run out and get another 2,000 web visitors a month. I'm going to get more sales by doing this part right first, and then I can scale up another couple thousand web visitors. And so make sure you do the work to make uh, to get those results. So as you're looking at all of this, I want you to make a note of where your stats are good, where they're better than normal. Remember with returning visitors, uh, I think that 30% is a great uh, a great number to shoot for. Anything over 20 is really good. But if it's seven, you are leaving a lot of money on the table. So I want you to make a note of what's good with your stats, what stats need improving, and then go make an action list so that you can get the results you want. And I promise you, do this work. It's going to take your focus off your 
your sales results and onto this data that you can control. And before you know it, you're going to be baby stepping your way to getting the sales that you really want. So that's all I've got. You probably needed a pencil for this one. I hope you take the time to write it down and have a look. I think it will pay you off in spades. I'm going to see you next week. Thanks, guys. Hey, listen, if you like what we're working on here at the Roadmap to 50K and it's helping you get clarity on your next steps, I think you really have to check out our inner circle. You know, it is just an amazing place to learn how to build your business the right way. And you get to do it with a wonderful group of store owners that support each other and will cheer you on. You know, in the inner circle, our only purpose is to help our members get results. And because of that, we actually have dedicated coaches that are fully trained and available to work one-on-one with you. And we offer that to our members at crazy affordable prices, because I know that sometimes you just need a little extra help to get past a roadblock so that you can move on and make progress again. So if this sounds good to you, I want you to head on over to the socialsalesgirls.com forward slash inner dash circle and get on the wait list. We will send you a lesson so that you can see what's waiting for you on the inside. And we'll also invite you to join us the next time we are open to take new members. So listen, friends, that's all. Thank you so much for spending your time with me and I will see you next week.